Excuse me, I don't know if you remember me or not. I'm Warren. I had a small role on here a few weeks ago, playing a heron soldier in an eccentric sketch all about war. Well, I thought that role was going to open doors for me, and for a little while it did, I suppose. I mean, I did an advert, a feature film all about birds, and for a moment I was a mascot for the military. Things were going so well for me, I thought I might even end up with my own podcast. But, well, things didn't turn out that way, if I'm honest. You see, Matt then made an announcement that herons are so last season, and since then, the work has sort of dried up. So, I thought I'd come back today and reintroduce myself. You see, I'm not just an actor, I also play the tuba. And I'm an ice skater, and a painter, and I can juggle, and I know far more than the average heron knows about bulldozers. Anyway, enough about me, I'm sorry for interrupting all the comedy shenanigans, I just wanted to say, if you ever need an actor, or a voiceover artist, or any of the other jobs I've just listed, then please remember your old pal, Warren the Heron. All roles considered, no jobs too small or too large. Thank you. Welcome to Cat Noir, Season 2. Written and performed by Matt Sanders and Kevin Childers. This week's episode includes more banana than nine bunches of potassium. There's something on my back. An itch. I can't quite reach it. Please send help. It's 4.15am. East Mid-South West Radio I bet when you woke up this morning you didn't expect to get the hits. And coming up now on East Mid-South West Radio, why does it always rain on me? I bet these two know as we head over to Stargazing Live. Good evening, Bundy. And a good evening to you too, Ted. I want to start the show by saying another heartfelt thank you to Trisha and Gordon Stevens in Surrey for this absolutely delightful piano they've kindly donated to Stargazing Live. It really is a treat, Ted. It looks completely at home here in the observatory. That it does, Bundy. Can you actually play the piano? Alas, no, Ted. Music is a skill amongst so many others that I've never quite learned to possess. Me neither, my friend. Still, you're absolutely right, though. It really is a cheery addition to the observatory. Indeed it is, Ted. Do you think we should introduce the listeners to Chester, Bundy? Uh, Yes, sorry, Ted, and, and sorry, listeners, if you're hearing some rather unprompted sounds during tonight's episode. This is Chester, the old family beagle. Bloodhound, Bundy? Ah, yes. The old family bloodhound. Are you going to say hello, Chester? Hello, Chester. Nice to see you again. So how long have you had him then, Bundy? 35 years now, Ted. Ever since he was three. Goodness, that is a ripe old age for a dog. Well, unfortunately, age can come at a cost, Ted. And poor Chester here has had rather an upset stomach these last few days. Normally, he'd be at home with Marjorie whilst you and I record the show, but she's aware of her sisters this week. So tonight, I've brought him here to the observatory with me. Haven't I, boy? Well, 
That is always welcome here, Bundy, stomach complaint or not. Thank you, Ted. And thank you, listeners. I can only hope he's not close enough to the microphones to pick up his currently windy conditions. I might open a window, Bundy. I think it's wise, Ted. Still, though, it's good to see him again. Yes, indeed. And on the same week, we were donated this truly splendid piano, too. Oh, that reminds me, Bundy, we also had a mystery parcel arrive today. A parcel, Ted? How exciting! Who's it from? Um, let's see. Uh, Augustus Pennington Smythe, apparently. I don't recognise the name, Ted. What's inside? Well, let's find out, Bundy. Oh. Well, that's unexpected. Don't keep me in suspense, Ted. What did we get? Uh, a scotch egg. Just the one, Ted? Well, that is unusual. Oh, hang on, there's a note in here, too. Ah... It says, Dear Bundy and Ted, heard you got a new piano. Try this little fellow out on it. You won't be disappointed. Regards, Augustus Pennington Smythe. Well, that doesn't explain anything at all, Ted. What do you suppose he means by try this little fellow out on it? I think he's inviting us to put the scotch egg on the piano, Bundy. Whatever for? Who knows? In the interest of giving myself a few moments breathing space away from Chester, I'm more than happy to oblige. There. What do you think, Bundy? Resplendent, Ted. One gift sits majestically upon the other. Even Chester seems interested. Look how he's staring at that scotch egg. Certainly is a week of surprises, Bundy. Indeed it is, Ted. When we first started out on our quest to map the night sky, I never once imagined it might lead us to... Ted, is it my imagination or is the scotch egg playing the piano? Stop boogie woogie, I think, Bundy. Give me his juice, though. He's actually quite good. This is a brand new experience for me, Ted. And look at Chester. He's staring quite intently. Oh, he is. Chester! No! Crumbs, Ted. He's going for the egg. Chester, stop! Oh, what? What on earth has happened, Ted? I don't think I can stand to look. Well, Bundy, unless I'm very much mistaken, your flatulent old dog's just eaten the magic piano playing scotch egg. I see. Will it harm him? Hang on, my friend. I'll find out. Yes? Hello, is that the veterinary advice line? Yes. My friend's dog's just eaten a scotch egg. Will it cause him any harm? No. What about if the egg was playing non-stop boogie-woogie on the piano? Hello? Hello? Will he be all right, Ted? I can't be completely certain, but I think he's in the clear, Bundy. Oh, that is a relief, Ted. And, unless I'm very much mistaken, it seems to have taken care of his wind problem too. Well, that is good news, Bundy. Uh, But why is he still poised at the piano, though? I'm not sure, Ted. Chester, come here, boy. Chester! Chester, come away from the piano. Chester! Come and sit down, Chester. I don't think you're quite as talented as that scotch egg was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's an unexpected twist, Bundy. I must admit, I didn't anticipate Chester doing that, Ted. Me neither. Give him his dues, though, Bundy. He is nearly as talented as the Scotch Egg was. Do you think you'll finish soon, though, Bundy? I never really cared for Boogie Woogie. Nor I, Ted. And you did say something about non-stop Boogie Woogie. I fear we may be here for some time. I'll get the kettle on. Are you fed up with being late for appointments? Are you sick of having to know what day it is in the first place? then just throw away your watch and stamp on your phone. That way, you can control time. 
Seriously, it can still be Saturday if you want it to be. Trust me. I'm really not convinced this is London, Kev. Yeah, why not? Well, for starters, we haven't seen a single building for hours. True, true. It's a lot flatter than I remember it being last time we were here. Yeah, and far more sort of wooded. You sure we're in the right place? Well, to tell the truth, Matt, I've been a little lost myself since we came off that motorway. You really should have used the exit, Kev. Motorways have systems in place designed to prevent people from just careering wildly off the road into some field whenever they feel like it. I was trying to save us a little time. That contact of yours said the missing Marple was due to be at that hotel in Piccadilly at noon on Saturday. I'm still keen for us to track her down. What time is it now? Uh, 3pm. And it's Monday. Do you really think we'll find the rogue Marple? I'm optimistic. Tell you what, whilst concentrating on the road, why don't you switch on the sat-nav? Yeah, great. Hang on. Hello, it's me, Warren the Heron. I'm a sat-nav voice now. Can I just start by saying how happy I am to be back in paid work again? I know it's only a small role, but it really gives me the opportunity to showcase my potential. Now then, let's connect with all the satellites and find out just where you are and how deep a pickle you're both in. Bear with me while I make contact and locate. Yeah, I'm not sure about the voice, Kev. Have we got any others on now? Yeah, just go to settings in the menu. Uh, ah, uh, yep, got it. Once you approach the imaginary roundabout, turn right. That's right. Right. Mm, I don't know about that voice either. Any of us? Uh, yeah, hang on. So, I'm not going to lie, uh, I'm a little surprised that out of all the characters in this podcast, uh, I'm the one who's gotten a callback, given that mine was a very specific part previously. Uh, but did we do still stuck to my face aside, uh, things are going quite well for me generally. Matt, I'm worried this is dangerously close to becoming a best-of sketch. I know what you mean. I'm fairly sure it was Danny Peaks in front of us at that drive through Should we just change the sat-nav back to Warren and wrap this up? On it. Oh, well, isn't this just marvellous? I've got another line. The wife and kids will be so thrilled. Yeah, but that's not really the point, is it? Where the hell are we, Heron? Well, the good news is I've been able to locate your position. But the bad news is that you're a long way from London, I'm afraid. A very, very long way. So what do we need to do? Well, by my calculations, you need to make a U-turn as soon as possible and then travel in the opposite direction for 617 miles. Oh, what? come oh, on. Really? I can't believe it. Turn that sat-nav off. It's okay. There's no reason to be sad. I've got my tuba. Will the owner of a TARDIS please come to the front desk? That's the owner of a TARDIS. Your vehicle is parked among a line of old-fashioned English police phone boxes, which has caused a string of complaints from people trying to contact the authorities. Please, would you move your vehicle? Thank you. Oh, waiter? Yes, sir. Can you tell me what the special is today, please? It's deconstructed ocean pie, sir. Sumptuous seafood, locally sourced organic vegetables and soft, creamy cheese mashed potato served in our unique signature style. And what exactly makes it deconstructed? Well, sir, instead of the more conventional all-in-one pie tradition, our chef prefers to deliver each element of the dish separately. The seafood, the vegetables, the fluffy cheese mash. It allows you the freedom to assemble every mouthful according to your own specific taste, sir. Well, that does sound nice. I'll have that, please. Certainly. I'll bring it right over.
Here you are, sir. And what is this? I'm afraid the chef has run out of haddock, sir. This is all we have left. I see. I can assure you it's fresh, sir. And where are the creamy cheese mashed potato? Of course. I'll have them sent over at once. Brian? Yeah? Creamy cheese mashed potato for an ocean pie at table 35, please. OK, coming up. Where again? Table 35. Right Your potatoes are just coming now, sir. Ah, oh, splendid. Shall I send for the vegetables, sir? No, I think I'll just get the bill, thank you. Will the owner of a customised DeLorean please come to the front desk? That's the owner of a customised DeLorean. Unfortunately, no one has been able to determine exactly when you parked your vehicle, but it is illegally parked. Thank you. Evening. Yeah, you're late. I don't know what you are up to last night, but let's not have a repeat of it, all right? We're here to make money, Stella. Money for me. <laughs> have you brought any songs? Yes, Juggy, I've brought some songs. That ex-producer of yours is working next door tonight. What, Ian? Yeah. How the mighty have fallen, eh? He's recording an audiobook. Ha! And he really screwed up your career and Lawrence Shampoo's. Utter idiot. Leave Ian alone. He's a joke, Stella. You ready to record? Is Ian next door? Yeah, apparently so. In that case, I have chosen a different song. This is by Fondalibus. Fine. Recording. Come on, Ian, and rescue me. Come on, Ian, and rescue me, because I need you. That's Bam- not how it goes. Are you trying to make me angry, Stella? Because I can get angry if you want me to. Do you want me to be angry, Stella? So, let me get this right. You've been hired to finish the audiobook, but the only language you can't speak is English. See, estoy acá para trabajar. Yeah, I, I get that, but the book is written in English. It can kind English sprechen. Yeah, I'm aware of that. That's why there's a problem. That's weird. I don't feel so good. I need to leave. Stella needs me. Stella! Stella! Dear Stella! 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 Juggy, you, what do you want? I heard you threatening Stella. Oh yeah? And what are you going to do about it, Brian? Something someone should have done a long while ago, Juggy Brown. Stella, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so, so sorry. It is okay, Ian. You have come to save me, like a shining in night armour. Let's never work alone again. This last year has been so... Lonely. Oh, Ian, I really like that. My singing, it hasn't hurt anyone. Has it stopped? Can you really now sing without any harm coming to those around you? Yes, Ian. You're fired, Stella. Take your washed up producer and get the hell out of my studio. Come on, Ian. Let's go. Goodbye, Juggy. You'll never sing again, Stella. I'll make sure of that. Never. You hear me? No one makes a mockery out of Juggy Brown. No one. Twizzles Chocolate. We're making changes, but you'll never know. Welcome to the HTLDP. Here at Historic Timeline Disaster Prevention, we pride ourselves on stopping many natural and unnatural disasters before they even happen. Smile, people. We can change the future. We will change the past.
Hello, Duke. Hey, Kalo. My device keeps malfunctioning. Oh, let me have a look at that for you. It keeps making me late. The last jump I did was thousands of miles away from the target. It needs an overhaul. What are you doing tonight? Oh, busy tonight. But last night was dull. You could always take me out then. I'd appreciate that. Sounds like a plan. No shrimp, though. The last time we went out, I had to go back in time and tell myself not to eat it. Thank God that erased the week I spent in the bathroom. Yeah, sorry, I didn't have the shrimp. I'm allergic to seafood. Right. On your device, it looks like you have the parameter shift set wrong. Whoops. Sorted it. Here you go. Oh, no, don't look up. It's one of the supervisors. Well, well, well. Duke Rendor has returned. How are you getting on? Uh, yeah, good, thanks. Not what I'd heard, Rendor. But I have a special assignment for you. Oh, okay. What is it? Need to know basis, Rendor. Need to know. Do I need to know? No. Oh, okay then. What do you want me to do? When do you want me to go? You'll leave now, and don't be late. I've heard rumours you'd even be late to your own birth. Ha! Here's the work card. Thanks. Catch you yesterday, Kalo. I will look back to it with fondness. Well? I programmed the device as you requested. Duke won't get hurt, will he? No, Kalo. Who do you think I am? I only have his best interests at heart. Trust me. Welcome to Digging Deeper. I'm Dale Allen. This is the story of one of the greatest menaces on our streets today. Listeners, I have to say, this is something special. Real journalism from the researchers this time. I'm joined in the studio today by Peachy Keen, a hairdresser from Hackney who's been instrumental in trying to support gangs from within their communities. Hello, Dale. Peachy, tell us. What's it like working alongside these gangs? Can I say gangs, or should it be groups? Firstly, Dale, we like to call them packs, not gangs. Never gangs. Secondly, it's a great pleasure to be supporting our local communities in this way. All these packs need is a little understanding. We don't push them too much. We go gently with the flow, treat them with respect, and then they often get on and do most of the work for us. So it's a symbiotic relationship. Absolutely, Dale. You hold them up, they draw the plans out. It's as easy as that. We do hear stories in the media about old ladies on the street being scared for their lives, not knowing what to do or say when they see these groups together. I heard report of 16 in one pack, all with hoods on, people on the street, unable to see any of their faces. They are scared because they don't have time to get to know the individual, Dale. They see a pack and it makes them frightened. They always think of the worst scenario possible. They would see the difference if they were working one-on-one with them. Sometimes, when you have two in the room, it, it just gives a different picture, Dale. And what about the parents? Probably used up, worn out, thrown away. These gangs are all they have. They stick together. Sometimes all they have is a small piece of cardboard to wrap around themselves to keep the cold out. So they're homeless? Most stay in the pack, Dale. But those that get used often, well, they can be found down the back of a sofa, under the car seat, dropped between floorboards. Floorboards? Yes, Dale, yes. These packs are often split, the colours mixed, the hoods swapped. OK, look, Peachy, you have, I believe, brought a gang, sorry, pack with you today. That I have, Dale. Colin, Henry, Frederick, Broccoli, they're here with me now. Oh dear, this isn't going to go well, is it? Here they are, Dale, and I brought many different colours. That 
is a pack of felt tips. Yes, I'm a felt tip social worker. Ugh. Hello, Granny. It's mugging time. I don't oh, know where to begin with this one. At least no one was hurt. Ah, my leg. Oh dear. Put down the baseball bat, Henry. No, don't play the sad M theme. Not for a woman playing with felt tips. Play something else. listening to Cat Noir. This episode was written, performed, recorded and produced by Kevin Chilvers and Matt Sanders with editing by Gary the Trainee sound engineer and the guest announcer was me. If you have been affected by any of the issues raised in this episode then please seek immediate medical attention or follow us on Instagram at Cat Noir Podcast. The Cat Noir Podcast is sponsored by zapsplat.com. It's where we get nearly all of our sound effects from. Join us next time for more of this. Good afternoon. It's me, Danny Peaks. I wonder if I might have a word. It's okay, Diane. I'll sort this. Uh, Welcome to Slate's Garden Surprise and Hardware. I'm Jack Strimmer. How can I help? Well, firstly, I'd like to request total anonymity for the entirety of our interaction today. Well, usually that wouldn't be a problem, sir. However, you have just volunteered your full name and without any prompting to do so. I see. In that case... Why don't we just forget this little conversation ever happened? What conversation? Exactly. You'll go far, my son. You look after yourself. Yeah, thanks. Good afternoon. It's me, completely anonymous. I wonder if I might have a word. Certainly, Mr Peaks. Welcome to Slate's Garden Supplies and Hardware. How can I help? What's the deadliest weapon you can sell me? Well, sir, we aren't actually a weapons store. We, we sell gardening supplies, patios, tools, hardware. Ah, tools, yes. Now, which one of your tools could guarantee the conclusion of a man's life if a situation was to arise that absolutely required it? Again, sir, this isn't really a seedy gun specialist and ammo supply store lurking in the dark web of the internet. We specialise in barbecues and pot plants. Now, you listen to me, Miles, son. We're having a nice chat, you and me. No one's out to threaten anyone, and no one's needed to get hurt. But I've got a little problem I need cutting down. Let's call it a tree. About your height. No leaves left on the top. Spindly little arms and legs. I mean, branches. Goes by the name of Graham. Well, for tree cutting, I'd recommend one of our chainsaws, sir. Ah, now you're talking my language. I'll take a chainsaw, please. And I'd better have some tarpaulin and a long stretch of rope. I don't wish to sound intrusive, sir, and apologies if in any way I sound rude, but both the contents of your order and the way you've conducted yourself here today seem just a little bit suspicious. I see. In fact, your order's only one item away from our immediately inform the police of this transaction policy. Is it? Well, I do like a competition. No, sir, you misunderstand. I mean that since you're buying a chainsaw, a tarpaulin and some rope, you don't need to buy, let's say, a shovel or some garden ties or rolls of industrial black tape before store policy dictates I have to alert the authorities, sir. Well, I do need a shovel. In fact, I'll take all the other stuff too, please. Better to be safe than sorry. And I might win a prize. Please don't wink at me. You just ring up my sale and we'll leave the competition up to fate. Uh, How about I set up your order as a delivery, sir? That way you won't have to be seen wandering around town carrying big bags filled with murdering equipment. Oh, how very thoughtful. What are the options? Well, I can offer economy shipping, signed for, tracked and signed for. Um, I'll have one of each, please. Now, how do I sort out payment? 
Oh, don't worry about payment, sir. If you'd just like to give me your address, I'm sure someone will be coming round to see you right away. Very kind. Here's my card. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Pleasure doing business with you. Hello, Graham. Yeah, it's Jack Strimmer. I've sorted your problem. Danny's preparing for a little visit. Looks like we're good to go.